This episode of The Chris Johnston Show is brought to you by Sports Interaction. Sports Interaction is your homegrown sports book where local takes on an entirely different meaning, focusing on the teams, games, and players that matter to you. Sports Interaction is on the ground, on top of all the local trends, and offering prop bets that you'd never even imagine existed, from same-game parlays to a best-in-class casino featuring thousands of games and live 24-7 dealers. And now introducing The Locker Room, the first of its kind in Canada, a live watch party for the biggest games of the week. Sports Interaction, your homegrown sportsbook. Go to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN to open an account. Bet local. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. And if you have questions or concerns about gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, please go to connexontario.ca. Uh, I know that some in our audience know the finer points of hockey. The Chris Johnston Show. We are your friends. The biggest stories bringing you inside the game. What did you hear? Powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sportsbook. Always remember to bet local. Here's Chris with your host, Julian McKenzie. Part of the game. Here comes CJ Claus. Here comes CJ Claus. Right down CJ Claus Lane. Merry Christmas, buddy. I never get to open the show. You never get to open these shows. That was really great. That was a good voice. I thought I was waiting for you to finish the song. Yeah. I, I haven't, you know, I didn't have time to jig up all the lyrics. I've been kind of busy here opening presents, hanging out with my family. No. So, uh. It's a little tease. Nice festive start, though, to a great time of year. Yeah, I'm really grateful for this time of year. I'm grateful for you and, and the rest of the SDPN crew and the fans, obviously. But uh, getting to spend time uh, for Christmas, uh, just being around friends and family, nothing better, man. And just, you know, really grateful. But I do need you to do something for me, if that's okay. Because I know we're doing this episode. It's Christmas-themed. We're going to be festive. You could hear the jingle bells. I would like for you to do like one sort of serious hockey thing for me. Is that okay? what? After, here, There's not even gotta, games I, going on right now. What's there to talk I, I, about? I, I understand. I understand. There's other Christmas stuff I want to get to on today's episode. But I would love it if you would use your generosity, CJ Claus, to gift one gift to each Canadian team across the NHL. You, you might as well do it. You're wearing the hat. You have the beard. I'm sure you still got some some gifts left in the goodie bag. Why not do it? Right down CJ Claus Lane. Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if I have to. Okay. If I have uh, to. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, CJ. Literally, and literally the gifts you can give these Canadian teams, it could be anything you want. It so do be, you know, does Santa yeah. fly east to west? When giving out the gifts, or is it west to east? Hmm. Because well, we mean, should do north... it. We should do it in sequential order. If I'm going from place to place, that actually is something that came to mind. But to your point, I wondered if going from west to east or east to west makes sense. Since weather goes from west to east, why not go west to east? See, I was thinking it was going to be east to west. Would you rather east to west? Well, it's not about my preference for gifts. I'm just trying to follow Santa's flight track. Oh, man. Uh, we should have gotten producer Nick to give us an active. <laughs> we need like, a what ruling was the route on this. Plan this year? What, was the route, what was the route plan? We need the active route plan. Uh, okay. Uh, producer Nick, Nick, Nick says Nick, east to west. He's, he's made the judgment call. We're going east to west here. So let's start from east to west. So let's start with the Montreal Canadiens then. Oh, I thought we could start in Quebec City and we could say a team. Oh, 
C- no, CJ. <laughs> that's not nice. I know. I'd love to see. Them I mean, they team. would love a team there. Yes. Yes, and I would too. I wish I could grant them one, gift them one. <laughs> I mean, I would. I would love it more than anything else for for that community and in that city, and obviously just the renewal of a Quebec rivalry. But uh, in due time, uh, Quebec City fans, let's start with the Montreal Canadiens. That'll be Santa twenty twenty four hits Quebec City. Yes. Um, the Montreal Canadiens. It's been a bit of a tough year in Montreal. They get to be expected. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what I would grant them is a place for them to send one of their goaltenders. Because okay. I, I would grant them a suitor offering them something that they would take back in return so that they could ease the, the three-headed goalie monster that has been in their crease. Because I don't think this was necessarily the plan. I mean, the plan, of course, is to protect their assets. There was concern at the start of the year about losing Caden Primo potentially on waivers. And so he wasn't able to go through waivers and play in Laval for them in the American Hockey League. They've since extended Samuel Montembeau, so I assume he's part of the plans. But I I would grant them a suitable trade offer for one of Jake Allen or Caden Primo. Because I do think after a certain amount of time, and we're now more than two months into the season, it's a long time to be carrying three goalies. There's only two nets on the ice, even at practice. So it's hard to get everyone the reps they need. And so I, I think that that's, it's an off the, it's, it's, it, this might be not the best gift Santa's ever come up with, but that's what I'm giving the Canadians this year. I'm interested in the fact that you've included Caden Primo in this, because I would have thought that Jake Allen might be the obvious person to have a change of address. Why lump in Caden Primo? Well, I think that they're open to doing either, right? I mean, Jake Allen's probably, I would say, the more likely to move because he's a more proven entity, uh, played a lot of games in the league. And, you know, naturally, if we're looking at teams that are looking to to strengthen their their position in, in that, they probably feel a little more comfortable bringing him in in the short term um, in terms of being able to play big games. So, you know, he's got a he's got a no trade clause, eight teams, I believe, on his limited no trade clause. So that could could come up the works but uh i think i think either either goaltender they'd be open to moving if if the package they got back was was deemed to be suitable okay all right so uh we'll cross off the Montreal Canadiens. they got their gift already let's move on to the ottawa senators i this is a this is a big gift like it's hard to fit this in the sleigh but i want to give the ottawa senators a legit playoff race in March and early. April. That's a massive gift to put in that in their stocking. It's, it's a lot to put in there. It's, 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 you need the stocking, you need the whole tree area. You might need a, a secondary room in the house to get it all in there, but I'd like to see them play meaningful home games down the stretch with a chance to make the playoffs. And, and, you know, one thing that's dogged them early in the year, Julian, they, they've played fewer games in most of the league. And so I know they've, they've dug a big hole. doesn't look good right now, but if they have a very, successful January and February, you know, I think it's something that they've wanted for a long time there. Obviously they want to make the playoffs. I can't, they have to do that for themselves. Santa can't just hand them a playoff spot, but I'd like to, I'd like to hand them the opportunity to play those games late in the year that matter most. I think their, their fans deserve it. I think their players that have been there for a long time deserve it. And frankly, yeah, that that team just, it's, it's been a hard lock time. I think brighter days are ahead. Maybe didn't come as easily as was hoped when Mike Landlauer took over ownership of the team in September. Um, but I'd, I'd like to, to give them the gift of 
meaningful March and April hockey. Okay. All right. I like that. Let's go to the Toronto Maple Leafs. What are you gifting the Toronto Maple Leafs? What do you get for the the team that has everything? What do you get for your friend that has everything, right? Um, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs, <clears throat> Santa's feeling very generous. CJ Claus is feeling very generous here. Uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, I'm going to give them a defensive pairing. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not just giving them one defenseman. So two. Santa is coming up with a ready-made pairing to drop right onto the Leafs blue line. Look, they, they've they've really hung in well here in this stretch leading up to Christmas time, uh, really through November when they, they got the injury bug in a major way. Um, and credit to their depth defensemen, the Simon Buenois, <clears throat> Max Lejoie, William Lagason. You know, these guys have, have filled in pretty capably, but – I think for the Leafs to become anywhere near the kind of team they, they endeavor to become, it's going to take not just one defenseman, but two additions to this roster. And Santa's, again, feeling very generous. So lots of room in the sleigh this year to to deliver two ready-made left shot and a right shot defenseman to the Leafs roster. Bonus gift. Uh, Steve Dangle, what does he get? A lump of coal. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 oh man. he's been bad this year if you've been watching Damn. the lfrs he's been he, he's he's got to control his emotions a little bit better this year more than any other year <laughs> I'll, well, I'll, actually you know what actually no you know what this year he's actually been pretty bad this this is a different steve than he's, un, he's unhinged unhinged he's, he's unhinged so he's gonna get some coal which i'm sure will anger him f- further but I hope it give, it allows him time to reflect in this holiday season. So once again, twenty twenty four is just around the corner here. We can all we can all endeavor to be better. Steve asks for trades and once again denied a lump <laughs> of coal in your stocking instead. <laughs> okay, we've done Montreal, we've done Ottawa, we've done Toronto. Uh, let's move on to the Winnipeg Jets. You know, Winnipeg has been a great story in the early going of the season. They really, uh, I think I, I was actually, if you go right back to the first episode, I was saying that I thought they were a playoff team. So I expected them to be good, but they've probably been a little more competitive even than I was forecasting at the start of the year. What I would like to gift the Winnipeg Jets is 2,000 more people to buy tickets to each game. Damn. Okay. Because, <laughs> damn. <laughs> because to this part of the season, Straight to the attendance issue. Okay. <laughs> well, Jesus. I'm trying to give no, you me. what you really want, what you really need, right? The Leafs need a defenseman. Ottawa needs competitive games. Montreal Winnipeg needs fans in the seats. <laughs> well, <laughs> they deserve. I Look it. I'm being serious here, though. Okay. There's a lot of hardworking people in that organization. Yes. They've built a better team than people thought, or they've more competitive team. You know, Rick Bonus has really, I think, gelled them together. I just think yeah. that they deserve now to have the fans show up a bit more. And I, look, and I know there's all kinds of reasons. It's funny. Um, you're at Atash, our, our um, athletic colleague and I are working on a story on the Jets attendance. So maybe this is a little fresh in mind. And there's all kinds of reasons. I'm not blaming the fans, but I'm just saying my gift to them is a more anxious ticket buying base to reward them for their great start to this season. Okay, I, I I I see I see where you're coming from with that. It, there's, I no, thought... there's no malice intended in that comment. No, it's a business at the end of the day, man, and they're not 
they're not bringing in enough revenue. Like it's got to change. And usually when your team's winning, that should change it. And so I'm, I'm optimistic. CJ Claus is heading into 2024 envisioning great things for the jets, but I just, I hope, I hope it can be boosted by these 2000 tickets per game. that that CJ Claus has delivered to the market. Honorable mention, uh, an accelerated timeline for uh, Kyle Connor's recovery. I like that. Well, I mean, they did provide a window of time, right? So let's let's hope it's more six weeks than eight weeks from the from the day he got injured. Okay, let's move on from Winnipeg to the Edmonton Oilers. Ooh, Edmonton. Edmonton's had quite a first part of the season, haven't they? Yes, they have. What do the Oilers need? I mean, do you have any suggestions for me? I mean, they're winning a lot of games nowadays, right? I mean, I know, they didn't they, lose. I'm mm. still, do you know what? I'm gifting them a defenseman. You're gifting Maybe, them a defenseman too. Sorry, you no, defenseman. not a defenseman. A goaltender. A goaltender. A goaltender. Yes. Abort. Abort. They, <laughs> st- they still need. They still need a little bit more confidence in their crease. Maybe CJ Claus could just, you know, double gift, regift them a Jake Allen. Maybe that would solve the problem. It would, it would, it would, it could take care of both, both two of Montreal, my seven gifts to hand Montreal out. Montreal and Edmonton in the not so secret Santa. Exactly. But whether it's Jake Allen or somebody else, I am going to gift the Oilers a, another goaltending option that gives them confidence as they go into the second half of the season, prepare for the playoffs. It's, it's been, a, it's been an up and down year in Edmonton. Things have been much better here of late to leading into the holiday break. And so I'm, I'm going to give them a defenseman here or defenseman, man. You have a lot of defensemen in your, I got a uh, lot of gifts to give, man. It's easy to mix them up. Jeez, yeah, a lot of defensemen. Hope you can spare me one. Anyway. Well, I, your next, your next stop is going to, there's a lot of defensemen there. There are a lot of defensemen there, actually, in uh, Calgary. That is the next spot. Uh, please uh, tell us what Calgary deserves. Well, my gift to Craig Conroy and the Calgary Flames is another first-round pick because we know it's going to be a very busy trading season for the Flames. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, they, they traded Nikita Zadorov earlier in the season, but they've got many other pieces to be dealt before March 8th comes. And... Uh, you know, any team that's in that that mode always loves to accrue first round picks. So I'm hoping that either by packaging one or more of those players or one of the players on their own, the market will be strong enough that he's going to get at least one pick first round pick as part of his bounty. And Calgary starts looking ahead to better days down the line. Imagine you go to Calgary and you say, here's at least one first round pick. We'll just say they get one. What if that, I guess, whatever, maybe we'll say Craig Conroy. Craig Conroy looks at you and says, can I have some more? How do you well, respond? I'm obviously he's going to get more in addition to the first round pick, but it's for me, it's not about number of assets. It's about the quality of assets when you're making these trades. And, and sometimes I get it. Teams do opt for volume over, but, but I think, you know, when you're trading the caliber of players that the flames have to trade and are likely to trade here, getting back at least one first round pick and in, in those deals would be uh, would be a huge boost to the program. Okay. At least one first round pick says CJ Claus. Now, the Vancouver Canucks. Can I can I gift them a, a number one banner to put up in the arena, or is that too soon? <laughs> <laughs> Why did they retire Roberto Luongo's number? I don't know. Ring of Honor. Well, I think I do know. I mean, 
it was an up and down tenure with Luongo off the ice with trade, you know, there's a lot of complications with him in management and I'm not saying certainly it was all on the player, but maybe, maybe there's a little bit of residue left over from some of the business dealings. I don't, but I mean, that should never be the case. Anyway, uh, I was just being tongue in cheek there. Maybe I'll, I'll give them that in addition and, and they can do with it what they want. Like they can hang it at their house or hang it in the arena. <laughs> <laughs> that might actually be my favorite gift of all the gifts you've given. Just a random number one banner. Do what you want with it. Yeah, just, <laughs> just saying, guys, you might need this. There might be a place for this. <laughs> um, the Canucks. Like MC McLean. <laughs> I'm going to gift. I, I mean, the Canucks have... They, Credit where credit is due. What a great start to the year they've had. Super strong first third of the campaign. I'm going to gift them another top six forward, though. I think that that, you know, look, I I guess I could gift them more salary cap space because then they could use it as they want. That's sort of like the equivalent of giving someone like a a gift card for Christmas. It's like, hey, here you go, Julian. Here's your Amazon gift card. You buy what you want. So I could gift them more salary cap space. There you go. I could gift them more salary cap space because obviously that's been a challenge, you know, for the Canucks and many other teams, but going back a couple of years now, maybe they could spend it as they want, but I'm going to go right to spending it for them and give them another top six forward. I think that that's, they're probably one top six forward shy of really being kind of a contenderish status. But I mean, this, this team is, this roster is working out and the high end players are driving the engine here. I think giving them one more, doesn't have to be top, top option, but someone to, to ride shotgun with the, with the Millers and Pedersons and, and, you know, Besser this year with the way he's playing Quinn Hughes and the like, I think that one more big piece and that team could, could really make some noise in 2024. Okay. All right. We have given a gift to every Canadian team in the NHL. Do you have any other surprise gifts or, or is that enough for this year? We got to wait back for Christmas, 2024 for more gifts from CJ Claus. I'd like to give a gift to you and producer Nick both. Oh, that's so nice of you. Thank you. A, a fine bottle of scotch. Just oh, because thank you. I, I thank know you. that I know that you just might need to tip back and have a nice drink every once in a while after dealing with me twice a week all year long. So you might need to take the edge off here and there. And so I'd like to give both you and Nick a nice bottle of scotch. Okay. Well, uh, in exchange, uh, I will give you a bottle of rum, uh, Ray and Nephew, uh, so you can uh, top it off on your favorite drinks and uh, enjoy yourself uh, because I'm sure as much as you may feel the way you feel about us having to deal with you. I, you know, the feelings mutual. I'm sure I haven't been always that easy every now and again. So, and let's face it. CJ Claus does most of his shopping for the adults in his family at the liquor store. So, yeah. Tell you what, I mean, you know, it's not a bad place for some people, for some people, some people don't drink. Yeah, of course not. I mean, my nieces and nephews and the younger the younger members of the family, because I'm a kid at heart, I, I can get them various toys and things, but I'm not good at buying the adult gifts. So, you okay. know, well, I'm pretty predictable anyway. So you I and appreciate get, get I a nice appreciate scotch. I appreciate your thoughtfulness, uh, Siege. I want to know more about your your holiday traditions uh, on the other side of the break. Um, I got a couple questions and I might have a surprise for you uh, by the end of today's episode. We'll see. Ooh. I like holiday surprises. Welcome to You Can Bet That. Remember to hit up sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN for all of your gaming needs. Normally, we do uh, hockey props or betting lines and all that. We've decided to do the NFL today. 
the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl, the San Francisco 49ers uh, at 3.50 to 1, 7-1, uh, to one, second best odds, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Kansas City follows after that. Philadelphia follows after that. I'm sure you're wondering where the Dallas Cowboys rank in all of this, CJ. Well, this, Julian, feels like a gift to me that you've even just opened this box for us to look around in and discover and discuss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think you are absolutely out of your mind if you are not on the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. This is the year, buddy. This is the year. We got a defense. Dak is on another level. I'm good. You could just handle it for the next 30 seconds. You could. Dak is on another level. C.D. Lamb. Julian, this is the year for the Dallas Cowboys. And so with respect to all those other teams, it's nice that they have odds to win. It's nice that they're out there. But I will say that uh, this is the Dallas Cowboys year. So that's that's all I really got to say about that. I, I I'm really I can't believe you can get them at the fifth best odds. I mean, they might as well. I mean, really, come on. Eight, yes, uh, eight point uh, eight point five zero to one uh, fifth best odds uh, tied actually with the Miami Dolphins. This is not gambling advice, but I'm just saying those are pretty good odds. Anyway, uh, don't forget to check out sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN for all the best odds before game, in game, and the best props. Sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. Go Cowboys. Okay, all right, you're done. On Dasher, on Dancer, on Prancer, on Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. But do you do recall... You recall? The most, the most famous, famous CJ show of all. What? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. reindeer. All right. Had, okay. All right. You've done People enough. have heard enough of us singing. Okay. Well, no, I don't think so. I don't think they've heard enough of us singing it at all. We, we should start. We should do an album. We should record a Christmas album. How about I that? Love, I love it. I love it. Okay, so if we do a Christmas album, what songs do we need on the Christmas album? The CJ, the CJ Show Christmas <laughs> album. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I've said this in a past episode, but I think the classic "Do They Know no, it's, Christmas it's Christmas Time, time at, all. at All." Do 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 do. What is that song called? Um, do they know it's Christmas? Uh, I think it's, it's called got a "Do They Know name. It's Christmas." No, I think it's called Do They Know It's Christmas. Okay. Well, I'm not challenging in that. I'm so bad with this sort of thing. But the, I think Yes, the Do They Know It's Christmas. Uh the no, group is called Band-Aid. No Christmas, no Christmas album. It wasn't a group, right? Band-Aid was like a it brought together all these celebrities. It was believe, a super group. Yeah, and they were they were raising money, I believe, for HIV awareness at the time. Um, um but I'm literally looking up on Wikipedia. You're reading right it right now. now. So, literally, anyway, there. for the for the for the famine in Ethiopia, oh, pardon in the, me, uh, the early 1980s. Oh, right, that's what it was. Do raising. they know it's okay now? Yeah, now it makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, I'm really flailing here, but I'm just saying, no Christmas album would be complete without that. I also like some of the newer Christmas tunes. Okay. All right. Like one that I was listening to this month a fair bit. It was just like on the rotation on the Spotify Christmas list was uh, Taylor Swift's Christmas Tree Farm. Oh, I've never heard of that if, one. I don't know if you know it, but it's it's pretty good. And 
So I'd like that on my my Christmas list. But the truth is, honestly, I I am a sucker for. I mean, I guess you got to have Mariah Carey on there. Everybody, everyone knows Mariah. It's licensed to print money, as far as I'm concerned. If we have Mariah Carey Christmas songs on there, in particular, the one Christmas song we all know. Yes. So that that would be that would be my sampling. What about you? Do you have any favorites or? You know what's funny? For years, um, I have been. I don't want to say anti-Christmas music, but I was not a big Christmas music person. But I feel oh, wow. as if in the last year or so, my heart has softened. The icebox where my heart used to be is actually turning into a heart. Oh. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're less grinchy than you have been. Yeah, at least with Christmas music. I guess it's just because like people would play it in like the middle of November. And then once <laughs> December 26th happens, it's like, nope, we don't want it anymore. It's like, no, I'm in Christmas spirit now. But... I don't know. Uh, I loved uh, I gotta one say, of my fa- Christmas yeah, music is welcome. My host from November till March, basically. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, DMX. Uh, I was at a radio station once and he did his own rendition of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. And it was so popular that he recorded his own version for it. Uh, and I remember playing it at uh, at my Christmas uh, family dinner one year. Uh, oh, Last Christmas with uh, Wham also has to be on that list with George Michael. That's That's got to be there. I'm going to listen to that DMX. I've never heard his version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but that's awesome. Oh, man. I'll send you, I'll send you the clip when we're done uh, recording today. That is okay. one of the greatest things I've ever heard. And um, since but, I'm yeah. willing to listen to Christmas album till March, I mean, th- I still got lots of run on that DMX song, even though I'm hearing it just now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, like, I, I mean, this is for another time, but like, just trying to think. I need, I need to know your top five dead or alive rappers list. But you know what? We'll save that for a let's non. Save. For a, let's save that for a future episode. Let's save it for a future episode. What was your favorite ever Christmas present when you were a kid? Oh man, my favorite Christmas present as a kid. Um. So, for me, it's less of, I guess, a gift more than just like some like so there was a year this is a bit of a long story so i have a an uncle of mine who now lives in new york uh and uh, he shares the same name as my as my grandfather uh, alton francis and for years uh you know we would like hear about him hear stories about him and my grandfather would joke with like me and and my sisters you know man you should find him on facebook and as kids we're like eh, like okay like there's no way we're gonna find him on facebook he's not just there we found him on Facebook and we started talking with him and there was a Christmas where he showed up and he was just, he like, it was the first time he had been around our family in like years. And it, I remember that being a memorable, a memorable Christmas. And he like, he asked me and my sisters like what we wanted for Christmas and stuff. And we asked them for stuff, but like that for me will go down as like a great Christmas gift. Cause it was just like a cool family thing to happen like i for me like gifts especially now where um, yeah, I think i'm not talking okay for- in, as an adult i mean as a kid. no but like i wasn't but no but like that happened to me like i want to say like a decade ago so i was still relatively like a kid but like i mean like for me now like as a as an adult like a, you know for christmas and stuff i don't i try not to trip too much about gifts i find like just spending the family time is just way more meaningful See, that being are- said we did get a nintendo wii one year and that was a big deal for everybody in the house there you go. See, that's what I was gonna say because you're gonna make me look like a jerk. Because I'm sitting here like, <laughs> I'm like, do I choose between the time that I got the, the you know, 
Nintendo or the time I got the, the, you know, I got a Doug Gilmore Jersey once when I was a kid and that, that was pretty exciting. I'm sorry, man. I got an, <laughs> I, I got an Easton aluminum, which was predate you, but it was like the kind of stick at the time Wayne Gretzky was using and was not the sort of stick that my family would be in the habit of buying me just to use day to day. So I got all these like, so I'm like, how do I choose between these gifts that I remember going bananas man. over when I was like eight, nine, 10 years old. And then you're like, tell this heartfelt story. I mean, that's nice. Man, but... I got like a, my cousin one year bought me a, for, you know what's funny? I, I don't have the stick in front of me. I wish I did. But like, I, I got a hockey stick one year and it was like a right shot. For whatever reason, I just as a kid, as an idiot, as a right hand, as a right handed person, I thought because I was right handed, I needed a right shot stick. So I, I still have it. And I think it was like a cross. It had Crosby's name on it. But like, I don't remember what the brand was. I don't remember if it was an Easton stick or what other brand it might have been. But like I, I, I remember getting that as like a for Christmas one year and just being so happy. So are you that saying that if we played road, ho- if you and I played road hockey right now, you'd actually be a left shot though, even though you have this right shot stick. I have, I, ha- I, I would be a left shot. But I have. There was a weird time in my life where I played with right shots, and one time I played a ball hockey game with a friend, and he looked at me taking shots. He was like your shooting form is like weird and he gave me a left shot and just everything changed yeah. i was a dumb little kid who didn't know any better but now i know better i mean look that's that, that's how it is <laughs> that's how it is yeah that's that's up there at christmas gifts for me what about like holiday traditions that happen to be like hockey related i mean there's one obvious answer that comes from this i guess the world junior tournament the world junior tournament yeah i mean i definitely have watched that event just as a fan. Like I've actually never covered a world junior tournament. So I've never gone professionally, which is totally fine. Cause I want to be home at the holidays. So I'm not, <laughs> it's, I'm not, I'm not lobbying any of my employers to send me to one, but I, but you've but, gone to uh, games, just going to games. I, I own, I went to the final. Uh, I went to the gold medal final Canada, Sweden, when the tournament was in Buffalo, I want to say that might've been 2018 uh, and sat in the crowd. I think that's it. Um, but I, I've, my point is, is even though the line of work I've been in for a long time, I I've never, I, I still have always just watched those games as a fan. So that's definitely going back to even when I was a child, that was something we did, you know, our family and, and we kept it up this year. We're actually going tomorrow. Um, we always rent the ice and literally every member of the family that cares to, you know, going from like small nieces and nephews that are under 10 to, you know, my brother and I, to my dad, who's, you know, in his seventies, mm-hmm. we all get on the ice together and do a little skate. And then usually eventually the skate peels off. And then anyone who wants to play a game of shinny plays shinny. So that, that one's continuing that, and that, that goes back a fair number of years uh, that we've been doing that. So I'm excited that we're continuing that one. So that's, that's another sort of hockey adjacent, I'd say tradition in, in our cool. family. You know, as a kid, I played it so much road hockey. I mean, I played I played organized hockey too, minor hockey. But uh, I do know that like you, we'd like open our presents, and then you know, three hours pass, and you're like, you're a kid with all this energy, and we'd be out on the street with our friends playing playing ball hockey, or maybe showing off a new gift of some sort that we got that was relevant. So, you know, hockey won't surprise you to hear has been a part of my life for for like as long as I remember, and and a part of by extension my my family traditions too. Man, I'm like the one like real hockey guy in the family. So a lot of times when I'm watching the World Juniors, like nine times out of ten, I'm like watching the game on my on my own. 
there's like one vivid memory I have where I was watching. Is it 2009 where Jordan Eberle scores the the goal against Russia? Is it 2009? Because it was in Ottawa. That I remember. Yes, 2009 was Ottawa. I was like alone in Tavares my... scored some big goals in that tournament too. He did. He had a massive tournament and there was a game on New Year's as well. Uh, but I remember just being in my grandma's house and just being alone with the TV to myself in a room and like going back and forth between that game and there's some random show on CTV at the time. <laughs> and just because like I was looking at the game, I was like, okay, Canada's not gonna win. And then like flipping the channel right in time to see why is this game going to overtime? Canada should have lost this game. And then seeing Jordan Eberle's heroics. I mean, it just it's not that like my family doesn't like hockey. It's just I'm like the like hockey person. So I, I'm I'm used to just being the not a weirdo, but just being the person who just kind of enjoys any world junior hockey moment on my own. My dad and I will sometimes watch games too. Uh, he he does like sports. Well, I mean, it's more just togetherness with us. But like I'm the the per, I'm the hockey guy. So a lot of those memories for me, it's just like like. I associate that with just like me. Any had, other like traditions? We had lots of non-hockey so. traditions, though. I mean, yeah, me too. Christmas Eve, my sister and I used to get to open a gift. It was usually always uh, pajamas that we would wear to bed that night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one that my parents had when I was a kid that I, as I became an adult myself, have adopted is champagne and orange juice on Christmas morning. Uh, obviously, mimosa? I, yeah, mimosa, champagne, orange juice, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that was a, <laughs> my mom, Linda, was a big proponent of that. Uh, probably because she hadn't slept and, you know, whatever, whatever uh, Mrs. Claus activities had occupied the night before, or whatever family was around, or she was probably worried about dinner that night and all those things. Uh, my mom was superwoman who pulled off all those, all that, that stuff when it came to the holidays in, in addition to working. So that I think she could kick back at least for a couple hours on Christmas morning and have a mimosa. And that's something we still do and obviously toast my mom and think about her every year that uh, we've, we've had to celebrate Christmas without her. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that those those are things that, that jump out of my mind. But I'm with you. I'm I'm no like I could care less. And and thank you for anyone who did give me a gift this holiday season. But in general, I, don't, I do not, you know, need any presents nowadays. It's all about the kids. And um, really, it's all about being together. And so that's my uh, that's how I feel about the holiday. That's why I like it so much. So I, I feel like it's. One of the few holidays a year where no matter what's happening in everyone's lives and my family, we find a way to get together um, because it can be hard. Everyone's busy. We're spread out across the province in various places. Uh, obviously, you know, my my siblings have partners, so they got in love. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of moving parts and, and their own kids nowadays. So uh, it's just it's nice that we find a way to make it all happen. How many siblings do you have? I'm one of four kids. Oh, so where where are you in the order of age i guess i'm three out of four okay so it's, it's weird because it's like an even number so you can't really do like a middle child thing <laughs> yeah i don't know where i don't know what the that would tell you about me like i don't know what it says but uh yeah but my, my younger sister laura she's only 11 months younger than me so we grew up very close uh just by nature of being born so close together we were one grade apart in school growing up in a small town basically there was huge overlap in our friends um and she she lives out in ottawa now and, and has kids of her own um, and then my, my older brother and sister, Greg and Adine, they are, they're, they're much older. So, I mean, certainly they've been a part of my life since I was a kid, but, um, so I'm kind of three in the official order, but then I'm one in our, you know, they, they were off at university when I was a young kid. So I was, it was just my, my younger sister and I in the house for, for a lot of my formative years. I love learning about little CJ. 
<laughs> Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Oh, are you going to make me only name one? Do you have, you have more than one? I mean, in no Christmas vacation is probably my answer. Is that national lampoon? Yes. And okay. I, I watched, I, I literally watch that every year. As you know, I don't watch any movies to begin with. No, but I, I do not tire of that movie. Even all these years later, it still cracks me up. I love that the, the Blackhawks Jersey makes a, makes an appearance in it. There's a couple hockey references in that movie, but it's, I just, I find it hilarious. And again, it's just part of something I did as a kid. I loved home alone as a kid. I'd yeah. be less, in, I'd be less inclined to probably sit down and watch it today, but I, you know, there's sentimental attachment to that movie. I, I really love love actually as a movie. That one always pulls at my heartstrings. Are you a rom-com guy? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I, I that's not like the only genre movie I enjoy, no, but I can look, you like rom-coms. I could enjoy a rom-com. Okay. Does that surprise you? You know what? No, no, it doesn't. It actually does <laughs> not like, surprise me at all about you. I feel like nope. that's on brand. No, that's very on brand. Actually, you're a very loving person. Um, but uh, so those would be among them. But the, you know, there's so many good Christmas movies. I know, and you know, because we're talking about Christmas movies, I have to do this to you, right? No, you don't do, do it. Yeah, we're doing it. It's time for the movie game, Christmas edition. <laughs> CJ, just, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry, buddy. It's time. Uh, for okay. those who are not familiar with the movie game, uh, I because CJ watches so many movies, uh, we get him to guess the plot of uh, a movie I randomly throw out at, at him. This time, I'm going to throw out uh, movie names, uh, Christmas-themed. There's one in there that might, uh, I'm very curious about how you'll react to it. Um, but yes, I want you to guess the plot of these Christmas movies. Okay. This will be fun. I promise. <laughs> okay, fine. I thought this was going to be like a light episode and here you're Oh, you're, it's oh, oh, it's light all right. You're it's stretching be... my brain though. Okay. Oh, let's no. get this, oh, let's no, get no, this no, over no. with. This is going to be Right lit. now everybody is like, "Okay, we've heard enough of this episode. We out." Elf. The movie Elf. I've seen the movie Elf, but I don't even remember what it's about. Um, you you don't know that like you don't want to give it a try. Give it the good old college try for Elf. That's Will Ferrell, right? Will Ferrell's in this movie. Yes, it's a movie about one of Santa's helpers who's down and out, but it's the redeeming spirit of Christmas that that gives him purpose again. You have not watched this movie, because if you've seen that movie, Will Ferrell's elf character is anything but down and out. <laughs> I, for, I I honestly, I did see it a long time ago. I just forget the actual plot. I did my uh, best. Ra raised as an oversized elf, Buddy tra uh, travel. Uh, Buddy is the name of uh, Will Ferrell's character, travels from the North Pole to New York City to meet his biological father, uh, Walter Hobbs, who doesn't know he exists and is in desperate need of some Christmas spirit. If you had said his dad was down and out. Maybe you would have been a little closer to the truth. Man. Okay. I'm not going to get any of these, just so you know. So I mean, the, the whole point of this game is not for you to get any of these. Uh, Christmas with the Cranks. This is a movie about having to spend Christmas with your in-laws, the Crank family, and <laughs> everything goes awry. 
because that crank family is very dysfunctional and they forgot how to prepare the turkey for Christmas dinner and you had to come in and save the day. By Who's you? The main character, Robert. <laughs> who's, Robert? who's Robert? Robert had to spend Christmas with the cranks, his in-laws. They they are a dysfunctional family. They don't know how to cook. The turkey is ruined, but Robert comes in and saves the day by cooking an amazing turkey, getting the dinner back on track, and everyone goes home happy because Robert cured the cranks' dysfunction. Okay. With their daughter Blair away in Peru, Luther and Nora Crank decide to skip Christmas all together until she decides to come home, causing an uproar when they have to celebrate it at the last minute. I was close. They were close enough. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. This is a story about flying reindeer that each have a superpower. And they have to team together in order to save the world's children on Christmas Eve by fending off alien robots using their superpowers. You got the superpowers, right? I guess, I mean, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it, it's really just a general thing. And it, Star-Lord, Drax, Rocket, Mantis, and Groot engage in some spirited shenanigans in an all-new original special created for Disney. Uh, admittedly, I have not seen that special. So maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. We'll never know. <laughs> I was in the ballpark. Yeah, sort of. Uh, let's see how you react to this one. Die Hard. Ooh. This is a movie about death and destruction on Christmas Eve. I mean... I mean... Widespread death and destruction, ruining Christmases, ruining the holiday spirit. I... A New York City police officer tries to save his estranged wife and several others taken hostage by terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. Is that description broad enough to count? <laughs> it's producer the, Nick, it's producer the closest Nick, can you judge I was. On this? That was this, the closest I was. You, that, yeah, I think that's generally the closest you might have ever been. I've actually to... never seen Die Hard either. Okay, we're getting a judgment call from producer Nick. No, that will not count. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? How have you not seen Die Hard? Do you know what my wish is? Is in what? 2024, producer Nick will just jump in and start talking in those instances. Uh, leave us a uh, like and a comment in the uh, video if you want more of that, because we because we do want more we do that. need a ruling every now and again, and he is the voice of reason behind the show, and and the audience at least that don't know us personally don't even know Nick. He could be like a All new right. character we introduced to the sitcom here. This is a sitcom for you. <laughs> Life is a sitcom, buddy. I do see life as a sitcom. It's just that we don't have any of those like laughing tracks in the background. It's just like a mockumentary style type of deal, except we yeah. don't have to do any of those talking heads. I have one last one for you. Okay, let's get out of here. Tyler I got Perry's, some eggnog to drink. Tyler Perry's A Medea Christmas. I don't even know what that is. Who's Tyler Perry? You don't know who Tyler Perry is? Should I? You know what? That's a really good question. I don't know. <laughs> Tyler Perry is very. Did he Tyler play in the NHL? Is... No. Tyler Perry is a playwright, actor, director who got super famous making this character named Medea, who is this oversized lady, American lady who just 
sounds hilarious to a certain amount of people. It's just that like they've made so many movies, it had the it, the product has essentially been watered down and oversaturated. This is the first I'm hearing of any of this. This is like all new information. So I have to I, say, I'll say this about Tyler Perry and that genre of movies. People would say two Americas, two types of people. It's just I'm not surprised that you don't know about these movies. I'm not surprised. All right. I'm sorry, man. And for, the, and for those who get it. To be it, fair, I've never seen Die yeah, Hard. For those who get it, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. I haven't seen Die Hard or Lord of the Rings or any number of other popular movies, too. So, All right. You want to take a crack at a Medea Christmas? No, because I don't know what a Medea is. What do you mean, what a Medea is? Medea's, Medea's a person. Medea is the character I'm talking about. <sighs> I don't have it in me. Come on. You got it. You got it. Plus, you have to do stick taps after this anyway, so you might as well have fun with this. <laughs> <laughs> you just give me you just give me a bombastic side eye really quickly. <laughs> We're just over time here, and I don't really know what to say about a Medea. Okay. Medea dispenses her unique form of holiday spirit on a rural town when she's coaxed into helping a friend pay her daughter a surprise visit in the country for Christmas. Oh, that sounds heartwarming. It. it... <laughs> I'll send you the trailer for the movie after. <laughs> okay. Do you have a holiday stick tap that you'd like to dish out, my man? We put you uh, through enough. <laughs> I didn't even know there was holiday stick taps. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, 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 I... You got to start then if you're in charge. Okay, well... I could just do the cheesy thing and just be like, hey, just thank you to everyone who's who's watched this this year and just spent some good time for the holidays. Um, I guess if you're going to do that, you should say it with some purpose, though, man. Like you sound like you're you're workshopping it here. My stick tap is to all of our listeners and all of our fans of the CJ show who are enjoying Christmas, Hanukkah or any other holiday you celebrate at this time. and. We thank you for taking time out of your Christmas schedules to watch us stick taps to you. And I second that. And I just say for the 12 of you that actually reached the end of this episode, extra blessing to you and uh, hope the holiday season is treating you great. All right. That's going to do it. Uh, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to the SDPN YouTube channel and keep it locked for more great content for CJ. I'm Julian. So long and happy holidays. Mary Chrysler. <laughs> the Chris Johnson Show. Powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. Always remember to bet local. Inside the game, twice a week. Follow Chris on Twitter at Reporter Chris. And follow Julian McKenzie at JK and McKenzie. The Chris Johnston Show.